Welcome to Stage Crunchy and Milk. If you have questions or comments, we have multiple ways we can be reached. Twitter is, of course, the best way for those that need instant gratification. And the show's Twitter feed is at SkimPod, S-K-I-M-P-O-D. Stage Crunchy. For the more patient amongst you, the email address for the show is podcast at stagecrunchyandmilk.com. Crunchy again being spelled with a K. Crunchy. Hey, feel free to give us a call at 216-264-6311. That's 216 216- 264-6311. We're available by Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, anywhere. Fine podcasts are available. And of course, it's the website, stagecrunchymilk.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever possible, including on YouTube, where we can now be found at Stays Crunchy. And over on Twitch, we're still Stays Crunchy in Milk. Our personal Twitters are Tatum216, Lunchbox2099. And I'm your host, the internet's Tayrail 713. Stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy. From the womb to the tomb, a hot pot, a jar, and a spoon. Trying to make me a, make me 40,000 and move. Motel star studded rock stars and goons. Plain, cold, plain clothes want to run in my room. But nigga, guess who's been Zach? It's your boy Face Mob. Started with the egg ball. Gotta get this cake, dog. Give niggas a break, nah. You know how the game go. Fuck you think I slang for to go against the grain? No. I'm out there on grind mode. Wrapped up in this paper chase. I want to fuck a fine hoe and candy paint the 88. Don't got no wholesale because that ain't how I want to run it. Here, take these five stones and bring a nigga back a hundred. Gotta set my feet, dude. You do shit a thing, do. The fire get too hot in the kitchen. I hit the streets, fool. Money is an issue. And that's on the for shizzle, my nizzle. You block warm and I got my, and I come by with the fizzle. And make for sure I got to work mines a car at a time. We go to war and you ain't making a dime. Ha <laughs> ha. Guess I got <laughs> shit to lose. Nigga out here paying his dues. My baby walking, gotta buy him some shoes. It's a new game brewing. Let me give you the rules. Get out the line and I'm gonna give you the blues. It's a new day going. Let me give you the rules. Get out of line and I'm going to give you the rules. Forgive me, the blues. But hey, what's up, people? Stay scratch your milk. It's episode 481. We are not rocking Oliver Cables <laughs> around here. I am your host, the internet. Stay with 713. It's joined as always by my best friends. It's Tatum 216. Good evening. It's the homie Lunchbox 2099. <clears throat> it's not that I want to say goodbye. It's just that every time you try to tell me, me, that you love me, oh, each and every single day, I know I'm going to have to eventually give you away. And though my love is rare, 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 and though my love is true, yet I am just scared that we may fall through. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like a bird. I'm like a bird. Nanny Furtado. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, your boy. Yeah. Man, what happened to Nanny Furtado, bro? She's still in the room? She has still out there doing making making some songs. I haven't heard anything from her since like that promiscuous girl album. Yeah. Man, I, I just saw the, the replay of uh Spider throwing that ball at that motherfucker. Man, <laughs> listen, I'm with him. I would have threw that ball at this bitch ass. Time. I probably would have kicked him myself. <laughs> I can't. I can. I could never be a professional ball player. But maybe who knows? You know, maybe even years of training and high high caliber sports and shit. 
teaches you to like try to keep your shit in check. But motherfucker, <laughs> you might you like the guy dealt with. Yeah, you're right. This is pretty uh bench crawling. They get in the crowd, coaches shoving. Yeah, I love they had this camera right here. This camera is sitting right here, like, oh, don't worry, we got y'all from multiple angles. <laughs> well, it was like it was funny watching, like, like listening to Reggie Miller try and talk through it. Like the dude didn't mean to do it, but I'm just like, dude, he's on the ground. When you're going to get up, you don't swing your arm wildly in the air behind you to try and stand up. That dude was trying to punch Donovan. Correct. So. That's that's that's. I'll be uh, honest; uh, it don't matter really because Donovan was playing like shit anyway. So, well, you know, hey. like I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> I say that in because I think he re-injured his groin again in the like near halftime because when you mm-hmm. watch like the third quarter, he couldn't run. He's like like he was jogging around the court like someone who had to take a shit. Like he couldn't; he didn't have fluid motion. So like he's out there not so able to do anything. Flustered. Like he was out there running and not able to do like he what he normally does, and he's bricking everything. So like, yeah, it sucks that that happened, and he's probably gonna get a fine and maybe a suspension for a game. But like, let's be honest, yeah. he probably won't go play that game anyway because the dude's hurt. Yeah. So just let let him let him get some uh, get, uh, the, <laughs> take take advantage. Quote unquote, the, the need time let off. him know. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably was getting flustered from uh, from all of that. That probably. Um, just added to it, dude. Uh, hitting him in the, the nuts. That dude is the same dude who got into it with Shannon Sharp at that Lakers Grizzlies game like a week and a half ago. Yeah, so uh, fuck that dude. I mean, like, I, I, I don't hear it because, like, it's not like I go around listening to sound bites from all the games. But lately, it's like multiple shows. The talk on the shows has been that the Grizzlies talk too much trash for a team that hasn't done anything. Yeah. So like all these dudes got like attitudes and uh they play really aggressive. And you know, I I can see like them getting under people's skin, especially when you punch a dude to the dick. And I know that's a early dick reference on the show. I'm sorry, April, but like I can't it's accurate to the situation. That dude got punched in the dick. So but we we probably said it like five times already. No, that's actually the first time we said what happened. I just said I, I would have had to hit a motherfucker with the ball too. No, Dan, <laughs> I, I didn't think say Dan, Dan said it to begin uh, the first one. Yeah, yeah, but that was when we weren't recording yet. Oh, okay. See? So yeah, he good. He cleared. That was, was that was the first one of the show. Yeah, no, that was the third one of the show. He said it three times. Well, now yeah, now that we're keeping track, now <laughs> it's like now that I'm aware of it, I can't not say it. <laughs> just keep it. You have it. A dick. <laughs> yeah, well, keeping a dick tally is the title of your show here six minutes into this production. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I think uh, this week's title, which, uh, mind you, is just uh, uh, an erotic thriller, is the, episode, the show that went up today. It's getting all kinds of uh, kinds of people trying to attempt to view it or, or or view it on YouTube, though it's just the audio. So I know what it is. They go into it hoping for more, and then they're like, "This ain't what I thought this was going to mm. be." <laughs> but they're doing it by the multitudes, <laughs> which makes me chuckle. Also, here now, so okay, so uh, this uh this is uh, my own personal TikTok situation. 
my my son sends me late last night uh, a couple of videos of somebody cutting up their copy of Mag- the Magna Carta Holy Grail to to remove the postcard uh, record that's that's in there. Mm-hmm. If you if you know me, fuck with me, you know my TikTok. I did that already because as always, we're always ahead of everybody else. But what's funny is that video is starting to get a little burnt on TikTok now because I'm certain they're looking for the other one. And or that one come my video must come up along with that one, like you know sometimes you go search them on TikTok they'll be right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So now we got I got another. It's not giant, nothing like that there, but it's like it's getting it's been there for ever, and all of a sudden it's getting it's getting uh, likes and people are like oh what's the name of it? what's that blah 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 and I'm like oh it's getting, and people commenting on it's getting it kind of like, yep. it's it's over a year old I didn't even know it was that long we were one twenty two twenty two so. Now it's getting some burn, and I'm like, okay, enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I did. Um, I had to pull the trigger on a um, on a phone today, but I didn't have to. Okay, but you said it was getting to that point. Yeah. So you was walking up there anyway. Yeah, like this morning I woke up and my phone, like my phone was on the charge and it was on one. No, yesterday was at one percent. Like I had, to, like it was, you know, no moving. Uh, but then this morning it was on twenty four. And it was plugged up all night. So um, yeah. I end up getting the Samsung 23 Plus. Okay. Now, what made you go with that over the over the, the, the uh, Pixel? Well, I was going to get the Pixel, but then... I know. That's why I'm asking. Uh, <laughs> I was going to get it, but then it was just like, I thought about all the music <clears throat> I was going to lose. Um, why would you lose music? Because, like... Um, like it'll transfer over to Samsung Play, but it, it was not going to transfer over to. Uh, I mean, it would transfer over to Samsung Music because I had I've always had a Samsung phone, but it's not going like Google Music is something different. Like their music oh. player is um, their their music player used to be just a music player in your phone, but then it's just yeah. like it's like it's part of Google Play now, and that's not great. That's one reason. Uh. Two reason. Is um, it would only cost me like two more, like four more dollars a month for the Samsung phone. Okay, and it's brand new. Like um, it like I don't, it, it's not even out yet. It was just a pre order, and then um, okay. I got more memory, um, like five twelve into a set of two fifty six megabytes. Okay, um, and like like I said, it's. It, and if I probably would have got the the um the Google phone, I might have got the um the standards um seven, not the seven plus. Because okay. that one is they were saying it's there's not so much more of a difference for you to get the plus than the regular when it comes to the Google phone. Like they like okay. it's not worth three hundred more dollars. Like it's good. It's a great, great phone, but the, it ain't three hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's it it like for example, if there was no regular seven, yeah, then you're getting a great phone. But it's like there's not that much of a difference between the seven and the seven plus. So, and I was just like, this something, this phone is coming out, because um, I was wondering why the last couple of days they had took all the old. Except the uh the standard uh S twenty two off, 
Like they yeah. they had took all the phones off when I was, when I was looking every day. And then um, last night they put it up, and then everything crashed, and you couldn't uh, you couldn't do anything. So I called this morning and pulled the trigger. How long ago before it arrives? Um, I think the, like the seventeenth or something like that. That's not too bad. So right now, oh goodness, you, you got to start backing everything up. That way, you good to go. Um, I, I, you know what, I probably should get like, especially because this phone doesn't have a um, it's not, this this would be my my first phone without a, a expandable memory in it. Yeah. Um, so you got to take what you got. Yeah, that's real. And let me tell you something, man. So just, I mean, just you know it already, but then you don't know it till you start really doing, it, man. Everybody shoot everything we shoot now is in four K. And it just take up so much space. Just your just your basic little videos, your stories and shit like that there. And I mean, it's just like, Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> like, who knew? Yeah, that sucks. Um, and it's funny because they're making all these new phones like um, without memory in them. And then the phones that still have memory are the phones like, come on, baby, give me a try. Come on. I still <laughs> yeah. got to spend yeah. memory. And I, because I, I was strongly thinking about getting this TCL phone, which I mean, honestly, I could just buy it outright. I probably could just find like buy it and check it out. It's uh, yeah. it's called the TCL Stylus, and um, the only two the two things that kind of uh, turned me off were where they were saying the build of it, like the build is nice, but it's not great. Like everything is pretty much plastic and stuff like that. And then um, the screen, they were saying, like, the screen brightness is not that great. Hmm. Well, what I noticed about that Samsung, and I was, I was, look, I was looking at the CNET review of it, is uh, they did a, it's a glass back on that one. So very similar to uh, the more recent iPhones. And I was like, okay, so everybody, is, is we switched over to glass again? Are we, gotten rid of, are we getting rid of the metal? And I, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, that sucks. I didn't, what, what color did you go with? Green. Yeah, I like that. That frosted green one is very nice, man. It has a very nice little vibe to it. So I like the way it looked. Yeah. Matters not to you, but I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice knowing we probably would have picked the same one if it came down to it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So hey man. But uh, you know what it is, man. Let's get into it. Uh no news this week. I I wouldn't I just wouldn't feel nothing. <laughs> so uh, I was like, nothing, I, I, well, nothing I, I'm not going to read the article, but uh, we could talk a little bit about um, in Cleveland Heights, that guy who went to court about the, his him having a pizza oven in his backyard. I, yeah, I, and, I, and I considered it and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, basically a guy had a pizza in his backyard. His neighbors sued him for uh, what pollution or whatever. They were talking about the smoke was uh, an issue. And I mean, they took that shit all the way to, to trial. Take that bitch to trial. Take that bitch. Eight man, eight person. Forgive me, eight person jury, which is just bonkers to me that you had to take this to a, a jury trial. I couldn't believe it. Well, I mean, that's probably the smarter play. Let it, let it, let it. Rather be judged by twelve and care about six. I was shocked that shit four so days. Let that. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta you gotta present evidence, and everybody gotta talk their shit. I was strongly considering like uh, going to Cleveland Heights Court today <laughs> to sit in <laughs> on the trial. I was so close to doing it. Uh, so close is, you know, uh, stretching it, but I thought about it more than once. Yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, that gentleman won today, and he was like, nah, you ain't polluting. They fucking bullshit. Wind blows sometimes, and it's going to blow smoke sometimes. It's just like a barbecue. 
it's not it's no worse or better than anything else. It's basically what the jury decided, and uh, that's real. You know, <laughs> so yeah, that that's one of my dreams to build a um, a pizza oven in the uh, in the backyard. You got so much space back yon. I realize that's not your, your, your that's not the permanent uh, homestead, but I mean it's the current homestead. So yeah, like if if I had a um, if I had you know like a couple years ago an extra thirty thousand dollars <laughs> rolling around, like all that to build a a, a pizza. I would, like I would do the whole backyard. I would do more than just. Oh, that. you would just hook that shit. Yeah. Okay, word life. All right. Well, yeah, I can't be yeah. Can't even knock the hustle, bro. Yeah, I would, I would love to uh, to make me some fresh focaccia back there in the backyard. Focaccia. Shift the oils in your finger and your dough. You know what I'm saying? My finger's in the pie. That's what it is. <laughs> if, you, if, you got, oh. Oh, if you guys could do anything no, no. special to your backyard, what would it be? Probably have one. Okay. Yeah. You've been the back back here? No, I've never been back there because I know you always had neighbors back there. It, it is a posted stamp of a of a nothing of a yard situation. It is worthless. Here's the deal. I'm a rent. My, my my guys here are owners, but I'm still a renter. And I don't think that's ever gonna change. Who knows? I mean, unless I come up on some dough. But let's say I did come up on some dough. One, I'd probably buy this house because I like it enough to like I would probably just buy it. I don't know if I'd live here forever, but I'd probably buy this house and do a lot of re, re repurposes. Like I'll pull the garage up, I'll probably hack off the entire back, you know what I'm saying, where 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 the where my neighbors live. Just all that gone. Or well, maybe I don't know. Probably gone. But then I'm like, I don't know, I could probably keep it the kids can live there, but whatever. And then all that all that will be remain could become a yard. And so I'm like, oh, that'd be dope. That'd be that's basically what I would do. You know what I'm saying? Like pull the garage forward by, you know, the length of uh, the, the apartments back there. And uh I think that would be kind of be kind of glorious if I could do that. The house I want, like like the house, like like yo, you got dollars and if you can buy anything, it's a house uh down away from me at the end of the street, and it's right looking out over the lake. Mm. And it's just gorgeous. And it's all like the house is back far enough where it's like in theory, it shouldn't fall off for, you know, a few hundred years. And uh, it's this yard up into the fence. And then, of course, it's a cliff in the lake. And I'm like, that spot is is so well placed. Because, like, if you go right there to that corner, it's like you can see straight downtown, looking this way, straight over the lake this way. And I'm just like, yeah, I cry. that's a, that's a, that's a, like, if I would like to, if I had to, though, want to stay in Ohio, you know, all these things, you have to tick off the list first to get there. That that spot right there, I have to show you that one day when, when you're around the way. We'll just do do a little ride out, and you'll be like, okay, you can see why I think why I think so highly of that particular crib. Look it up on Zillow. I don't. Can I do that? Yeah. How does one do that? Tell me what I'm doing. Okay, so you can go to Zillow. If you know the street, you could probably um like find the address, and then you find the address, and then it should have all the specs on Zillow. Having a lie, people. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, Tia's looking at it. What, what um, improvements would you make to your backyard, Dan? I would want a sitting area. Like, I have the fire pit in the middle of the yard, but if I had to do it all over again, I'd want to, like, kind of tear out the little stone area that the previous owner had back there mm-hmm. and, like, maybe put, like, I don't know, like a deck I don't think would work because I don't have a back door, like, on the back of the house. I have a side door and a front door. So I think a deck would be a little weird without a back door like attached to it. 
But I would yeah, like, like, like your your dining room is perfect for. I mean, since we just play around with fake money, um, <laughs> your um, like right in your dining room area, like that would be if, if you're gonna put a deck there, that would be a nice place to put some nice French doors right there. Yeah, um, like take that wall out with that window and like put some doors there. Yeah, um, I would want like a deck with like <clears throat> one of those like propane fire pits and like some like patio furniture. Yeah. Have a nice little sitting area out there. And I know this isn't my backyard, but if I uh, if we dream of some more, I, uh, I think your backyard is perfect for, like, one of those garages with, uh, with a mother-in-law suite on top of it. Like, I feel like because it's far away enough from the house but not close to the house, I mean, mm. not, not, not that far, if you could build up, that would be a, a <coughs> great place to, to put a mother-in-law suite. Yeah, like there, there'd be a lot of potential okay, for someone so if have, they wanted to like tear that garage down and redo it. Yeah, I have found this found this house on Zillow, but this is not what this house looked like no more. Okay. this house ain't even there no more. I think they tore this down and built on this land. <laughs> but I will at least. Uh, <laughs> okay. Like I said this like it looks nothing like this. So I think they. I think I'm almost positive this particular property that that was there has been torn down and replaced, and because they were they were building over there for a while. And it, like I said, it looks nothing like this, but I will uh, pull it up. How do I just share the fucking? Give me the damn. Is there a link I can use? Um, share. There it is. There's a, there's a whole share button right there. Mm-hmm. Get shareable link. All right. And I will put that in the chat here. Like I said, it don't look nothing like that, but its location is uh is is I guess the more the the most important little bet here. Okay. Yeah. This old. Like oh. Said, the, the, the fencing don't look like this is not even fenced in like this. None of this house, this house look like it's the area don't look like this. None of this is uh is what it, it look like anymore. Yeah, but it's the view is the that, same. That yeah, yeah, it's interesting that it looked like this. Like I said, they tore, they have torn this all down. All of this is gone, every bit of it, and uh, and it has rebuilt it. But that that corner is uh, that lot is just still uh where it is at. I remember, um, you know, before we stopped working in the office, Dan was saying that one of his co-workers, um, one of the older ladies, um, then you say like she, her, her house is, uh, like in that area. Yeah. Uh, her, her next door neighbor is Zadrunas Elgowskis. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and so like and that general, that general area, if you, uh, oh man, there's a, there's a, there's a swimming pool in somebody's backyard in my, in my neck of the woods, which I'm like, well, Wow, that's a. Uh, as you so you know, there's a there's a map here. So I basically just scroll over the neighborhood. I'm real close to it, so I can see the lake and I can see there's another swimming pool. So that's like movie stars. That neck of the woods is, is a little a little on the on the higher end. Like that house right there that I just showed you, which ain't even that house, is uh 1.3 million uh 1.32 million dollars. And uh, like I said, that house don't even actually exist no more. So what's there right now is probably more than that. Hmm. So. That's uh, that's that's yeah, that's, that's the little fly neck of the of, of, of my woods. How interesting, fascinating. And of course, there's the park, and there's the the stairs, and the so forth. So, man, Lake Erie is something amazing to see from a satellite height. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, oh shit, that's dope. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> worry not, people. We still got some. Show. We still have show to do. I'm saying there's still discussions to be had, and so forth and so on. <clears throat> so okay. Let, let me ask you guys a question. Okay. Say, say, say you have a, a a bet going, and it's 
you you had you needed the Knicks to beat the Heat, and you need the Mavericks to beat the Pelicans. The Knicks already beat the Heat, so that part's already done. The Mavericks currently have a twenty-three point lead with four minutes left in the third. The sports book is offering me to cash the bet out for sixty-three cents less than what I would get if I win the whole thing outright. Do you think taking sixty-three cents less is worth not having to risk the Pelicans coming back against the Mavericks and then blowing a 23-point lead with 16 minutes left in the game. I don't think the Mavericks will, will blow it. Uh, oh, right. No, lead. no, because the – Do you? I don't think they're going to blow the lead either. But it, but it, the question is strictly risk-reward, you know? I'm risking – Essentially, at this point, $31 oh, yeah. to gain you, an you, additional you, you, 60 you, you, some you cents. Lose, you lose the 63 cents. That's fine. Because, <clears throat> like, it was a $10 bet. So I, I will I'll gain $21. I would just not gain a 2160 something. Hmm. So, why are they offering you to, uh, to, to collect now? <clears throat> What's the- They're trying to get me to cash out so that it, they lose less money. Hmm. 63 cents, you think that matters to them that much? I wonder why. Well, it's based on mathematical probability. Uh-huh. So, like, in their eyes, like, any any bit that they can get back is a, a plus. And, like, the math is telling them that, like, I am super likely to win the bet. So they're yeah. trying to get me to walk away. And, like, you know, even if it's just a couple pennies, that's a couple pennies back on their bottom line. Oh, no, no. We robbed from the fucking rich, my guy. You, uh... <laughs> No, you 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 fucking ride this wave. It's ninety two sixty seven on my on my screen right now. Three oh five left in the third. I I truly don't see the Pels coming back to to take this. So like I, just, I have a I have a six game parlay going, and I know I I just hijacked this, and I'm sorry, but this I want you to like understand. Yeah, well, I mean, I I inter- intervened. Um, but I have, I have a six-game parlay going where I needed the Lakers to beat the Pacers, which the Lakers came back and won by one. I needed the Knicks to beat the Heat. The Knicks won by two. Uh, I needed the Cavs to beat the Grizzlies. This is all They're all money line. I picked money line for all these. The Cavs literally just beat the Grizzlies. They won by 15 like two seconds ago. Mm-hmm. I need Chicago to beat the Hornets, and the Chicago's up by nine with a minute and 22 left. I need the Mavericks to beat the Pelicans. They're currently up by 23 with 2.24 to go. And I need the Nuggets to beat the Warriors, and the Nuggets are up by one at half. So it looks like the Nuggets-Warriors game is going to be like the, the one that I'm going to have to sweat out. But if that hits, it's plus 125 bucks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you still playing on house money? Oh, yeah, I haven't put any money back in. I... I have I have had a rough three days, but I haven't done a tremendous amount of betting. So when I say rough, I mean yeah. like I lost money, but I didn't lose a ton of money because I did, hardly did anything the last couple of days. But I'm still like for the year plus like almost fourteen hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, you scrape, man. Yeah, let let it walk. Make them pay their damn sixty three cents. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. And, and we hope. Let's go, Luca. And we hope the parlay pays through as well. But you know, what yeah. I'm saying go Nuggets. So are you going to do any Super Bowl about it? Uh, I probably will. But, like, I don't know to what degree. Because, like, um, most of my money at this point is concentrated on, like, one sports book. Because, like, I was I was kind of dicking around on the other ones a little bit. Like, 
And I think that's like part of the thing where I haven't like fully embraced the better lifestyle where I was just kind of like, eh, I'll throw this on here because I'm bored, you know, not putting too much thought into it, not shopping around, that kind of shit. So like the Caesars, I don't have nothing on Caesars. I have nothing on BetMGM. I have like, I had a couple bad beats on FanDuel. So like my FanDuel's drained a little bit, but I still have like over a K on DraftKings. So I'm kind of limited right now on where I want to go. Like I can bet unless I want to move some money around. But um, I don't want to just do like crazy stuff to do crazy stuff. But like I don't know if like I would necessarily mind like betting on the color of the Gatorade or anything like if those the bets are offered or whatever. You know? Could you imagine being the sideline guy and getting a kickback from DraftKings? Like you're the one who mixes the Gatorade, and it's like TMZ where they pay you to tell them what color the Gatorade is beforehand or something. You know? Mm. Yeah. I got a good. I got a good. A good hunch. It's gonna be blue. Or if, he, if, he, if he's the one who does it, he could bet like a lot. That, oh, yeah. Like call you. Call your parents. Put a hundred k on Riptide Rush. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a yeah. That is a wild one. I love the idea of the prop bets. You know what I'm saying? The color, the Gatorade, the heads or tails. The uh, over-under on the uh, National Anthem. Who's doing National Anthem this year? I don't know. All right, we need to find that out. Yeah, don't See, they usually do like, they, 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 like shit said, like, will, little... will, will they be done singing by the time like the, the airplane goes overhead or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a, a, a time, a over-under on time for a, a Super Bowl. National Anthem. Uh, let me see who's, I saw a who's, video, who's of, uh, this, uh, I think it was two days ago on Instagram, where it was from the Super Bowl like two years ago, mm-hmm. and it was someone was recording yeah. like all their friends. They had bet on whether or not the opening kickoff was going to be a touchback or they were going to take it out of the end zone. And it was like this whole group of people getting hyped because the guy ran the – he took the ball out, tried to run it back. <laughs> uh, just, uh, Chris Stapleton, I don't know who that is, is singing the national anthem and Babyface is singing America the Beautiful. Uh, who is singing that? Bet MGM is what pops up the first thing that comes up on the on, on this list of things. So it lets you know that uh, Chris David appears to be a, a country singer of some sort. Yeah, he's a country singer who's eight time Grammy winner, fifteen time country music winner, and ten time Academy of Country Music Award winner. The Kentucky native's first hit song was Tennessee Whiskey back in twenty fifteen. Mm. So he's 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 uh he's singing this year. Uh season and so uh, so all this information is provided to me by Bet MGM MGM. So that lets you know that they know the motherfuckers out here trying to figure out what's this country boy gonna do? Saying <laughs> he's gonna give me that he's gonna give me some of that uh, you know what I'm saying some of that bleeding gums Murphy. <laughs> Long, long, long time. So yeah. I, I remember, like, I don't know if it was last year. It's probably last year. But, like, I follow some sports people that, like, talk about betting and stuff. And they, they were, like, posting DMs from somebody who was like, oh, man, I was watching the, the anthem practices and I was timing it. And this is how long it was going and everything. Like, trying to get the inside scoop, you know? Betters can be some degenerate ass motherfuckers, man. So <laughs> it can go, it go from like, oh, that's kind of cool and interesting to, uh, uh-uh, man, y'all the worst. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like um, uh, Kevin from the office would just bet on anything. Apparently, country music uh, uh, fans are super excited because uh, 
you know, Rihanna got the halftime. That's two. That's that's real two black, real two real black ass halftimes for the over the last two years. So they're like, you gotta let this. Uh, you gotta give us a win. Come on, man. Come on, the old Gil needs one. <laughs> so, uh, may may Mister Stapleton uh, 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 do the damn thing. I saw. Um, was that the I'm from Cleveland Instagram account? They posted the yeah. video of uh, the lady who said she's going to be performing with Rihanna during the halftime show, the yeah, local Cleveland singer. Oh. Yeah, she was. Uh, I didn't see that. Nice. I think she was walking downtown, like right in front of the key building, and the lady stopped her. It, it looked hella, hella staged, but like even still, like it was good info. Yeah. Apparently, Cheryl Lee Ralph of uh, Abbott Elementary will be, sl- will be uh, uh, there to perform uh, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Mm. So that's down to dope. Man, I uh, it's funny. Let me. I, I mean, I've known of her forever, but like now seeing like all the pictures of her from back in the day, my God, jeez, <laughs> it's this picture where uh, if you can find like a picture with her and and uh, Sly Stallone back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that Ooh. picture. You might. You probably sent it to me. Oh man, she is. Gorgeous back then. Not that she's not a pretty, I mean, older lady now, but geez, Louise. And um, <laughs> it's this video of her talking like, uh, you know, you know her about tw- talking about twenty or thirty years ago. She like, um, she was talking to uh, Robert De Niro. He's like, man, you're talented. And I was like, I and I was, I was thinking, man, he was just trying to clap them cheeks back then. <laughs> Yeah, you know he married to a uh, black woman yeah, already. No, he's, so De Niro, De Niro, De, no. De Niro, uh, <laughs> he's been married a few times. Like he has, like, uh, like that's like his second black wife. He was he was trying to work on a third <laughs> back then. Not, I'm, and I'm not saying she wasn't talented. Yes, she was. Um, she's proven her talent, but uh, yeah, De Niro was trying to clap them cheeks back then. <laughs> Oh, cheat clappers. <laughs> hey, well, anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. Emmy Award winning cheat clapper, Robert De Niro. <laughs> Oscar Award winning oh. cheat clapper. That's an Oscar. He, he, he got award winning <laughs> <laughs> cheat clapping. I don't know if he got a Tony, but you know. He, uh, I mean, maybe he got a Latanya. Yeah, that account, you know? <laughs> Oh shit! But man, we're up saying, uh, Aunt Man, we, I'm gonna give it up to you first, man. You know what it is. First up is always is Tatum. What say you, sir? All right, we got a little game for um, tonight, and it is guess the year, um, the Black History Month edition. So, I got a couple. I got five. I got a list of five black first dates. Uh, or events rather, and I need you guys to try to put them in order from first to last. All right, well, let me give you some little theme music and uh, we'll go from there. I break bread with the Hennessy one. Give it up, give it up. What we got, man? All right, so you guys try to put these in order. I'm going to say some of these in no particular order, and when I'm done, 
or well, how would you rather do it? Would you rather me list them all, or you try to tell me when do you think it is um, from one to five? Okay, so basically, you're gonna, you're gonna give us these things. Mm-hmm. We're gonna decide if it was a first, second, third, fourth, or fifth date. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. You want it one at a time? You want it all at once, Box? I say all at once. All at once. All right. Okay. Ooh, let me get let me get the paper popping. You know what I'm saying I like to see if I can take advantage of your of your, of your whiskey. Mm-hmm. All right. You let it go. Okay. Man. You the first black millionaire. First African American African American invited to the White House. First black heavyweight champ of boxing. Yes. Okay. First <clears throat> black sportscaster. First black FBI agent. Hmm. Well, okay. So it was millionaire, White House, heavyweight champion, sportscaster, FBI. Yes. Is that the okay? I'm okay. No, no. I was just making sure that was what they were. <laughs> yeah, you got it right. My first, my my first one is White House. Okay. Uh, second one. Is uh, man, so it was millionaire, White House, sportscaster, heavyweight champion, FBI. FBI, I'm putting second. No, FBI, I'm gonna put last. Okay, sportscaster, I'm gonna put second to last. Millionaire in the middle, heavyweight champion second. Okay. All right. I say millionaire first, uh, heavyweight champ second. Okay. White House third, FBI agent fourth, sportscaster fifth. Okay. Um, T, you got three out of. Okay, so this is the order. I think uh, T got uh, three out of five, and Dan got two out of five. So which ones do I have to flip? I, have to, I, I, have to, I just have to flip the ones I missed? Yeah, you, you would have to flip one to get all five. And Dan, Dan would have to okay. flip three. Well, not, uh, you, you. I don't even remember what I – I remember Millionaire in the Middle. Bo- oh, so I went White House Boxer, Millionaire, Sportscaster, FBI. So I guess I would flip millionaire to second. Boxer would go fourth. Sportscaster third. You just t- you uh, you effed yourself in the in the A. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is what it is. In 1901, the first African American was invited to the White House. Why? Um, it was Booker T. Washington, I, I believe. So he was just, just you know, fucking shit up out there. Um, number two, uh, in 1908, the first black heavyweight champion, Jack Johnson, was crowned champ. Three. Oh, okay. So th- that's where I was mentally messing up because I was like, Muhammad Ali was the first one I could think of. And I like, so I'm not a big boxing historian, you know? 
Okay, that's cool. Um, the first, um, Madam C.J. Walker, um, the first mm-hmm. black millionaire in 1910, the first FBI agent. This one surprised me. In 1919, uh, the first black FBI agent and the first black sportscaster in New Jersey was in 1929. Nice. Wait, when I initially said my answers, didn't I have president boxing millionaire? Yeah. You know, you had, yeah. That's why I said. So, when I, you, so I had three out of five. You told me I had two out of five. That's why I flipped three. Okay. So would you. Because I, I, if I don't, if I knew I only needed two, I would have flipped FBI agent and sportscaster. Well, I'm not. I went and did that whole all that like mental <laughs> gymnastics because I thought I had to flip three. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, what what I have written down here, you and T both got the uh, the first black uh, boxer right. T got the millionaire right. You got the F. Uh, T had the FBI agent in the right place. So the ones you did you you didn't have in the right place is from what I wrote down was the first black millionaire. The first black FBI agent and the first sportscaster, but you had the rest of them. Uh, Million, millionaire was in the middle, right? Millionaire was, uh, yeah, was third, right in the middle. Yeah, that's. I remember saying that. Okay, okay. I don't know. It's it's all good. It's okay. You got. We got three more weeks of this, so we'll we'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> I mean, it, worst comes to worst, it's on tape. We can listen to it back. Okay, check the tape, check the tape. Was <laughs> it one of those commercials where they got the red flags now? I was like, I'm, I'm going to have to challenge that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what commercial that is, but, um, you know it's what? It's definitely an insurance commercial. All right, well, next week we can only get better. I tell you, man, TV these days – it's all insurance commercials and sports betting commercials. Man, I'm gonna tell you. Um, hold on, hold on. Take me out of this game show. Okay. Well, that was the first week of three for um, guess the year. Uh, we might we might switch it up. We might make it better this week. This was um, I, I was you know racking my brain to figure out how I could uh, pull off a game for for this, but. I think we we got it, and if not, I got a whole other week to think about. It. <laughs> I get scared when I pull my mic. I said that was a delight when I get claimed on YouTube. You know why? <laughs> Though that is killer. I did get that from the royalty free spot, so forth and so on. So supposedly it's it falls under uh, Creative Commons licensure. I don't know. I, that's what I said, oh man, I don't know about that. But I knew where, where you would pull it from. But them talking about Hennessy, uh, kind of like, duh. I don't know how that's gonna go. Box. Yeah. Story time for lunchbox. What's up, buddy? Uh, so it's not really so much of a story as I had a question. Do you guys have anything in your lives that no matter? how many times you've done it, you've never been able to do it correctly, at least in your eyes. And I say that because I'm 37 years old and I feel like to this day, no matter how many times I've tried, I can never tear saran wrap off of the tube in a way that comes off right. And then it actually clings to the things that I'm trying to attach it to. (laughs) 
Um, you know, I don't use Sarah rap for just that reason. It seems like it seems pretty useless. Clean film, as they call it in some parts of the mm-hmm. world. And so I, I, I'm a foil man. Also, just a plastic container with a proper lid situation is what I am. Just because of that. It always tears funky. It always ends up sticking back on itself. Yeah. Static or the air or whatever does something. And so that shit don't ever work. Never did work for me. And I don't fuck with it because of that. So check. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like I, my, you know, we, my buddy made a uh, dinner tonight and, um, I didn't finish my bowl and I didn't want to like, you know, I wanted to put it in the fridge for tomorrow. So like I went and get the, the, the fucking cling wrap and I'm just like, I am no good at this. No matter how many times I try, <laughs> it's like, I always try and tear it. Like I try to rip, I try to pull, I try to get it in the teeth. It always comes off and then it ends up sticking on itself. And I have to try and uncling it. Then when I go to actually put it on the bowl, it never sticks to nothing. I'm just like, this yep. is such a fucking waste of time. They they swear it'll stick to anything, and it just yeah. doesn't. That's a lie. It does not stick to this any surface. You just I just use foil for shit like that. There, if need to, I can wrap the whole goddamn bowl. I'm in getting a piece to the point foil, where I'm just know? gonna start eating straight out of the Tupperware, and that way, if I'm I don't finish it, I can just put the lid on the fucking thing. Tupperware is about to become my regular bowls. Well, legit, I I I, I can't see that see that working as well. So I. Uh, I'm like I said. I, I also I'm I'm uh, Ziploc bags of all various sizes. Right now I need some gallon bags. I'm out of the gallon gallon and quart bags. Technically I'm out of right now, so I need to get both of those. But yeah, fuck clean film. It does not work. It does not work. It must. It has to work on like the industrial level because you'll see we've watched enough Food Channel shows to see people wrapping up shit that has to be uh, you know has to. Well, they wrap like uh, shipping pallets and stuff with it too. Yeah. Yeah, but then like, even that, like I said, that's on an industrial scale. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just different than the rest of us, man. And do you know how to work cling film or shrink or, or whatever or, or, or saran wrap? Yeah, I, I I would say I'm a um a maybe an amateur at it. <laughs> yeah, see, it don't it don't it don't. Me and Box are both uh we just can't seem to pull pull it off. So I, like I'm more of a foil man, Tupperware. Ziploc bags, so forth. You know I, what I usually use. I, I mean, we use it for. We have it at home. Do I use it often? No. But what I, I use is um, pressing seal. Yeah, yeah. Pressing seal does the same thing. It's sticky. Like uh, we use a lot of. Uh, like we cook with a lot of onions and peppers and shit like that around here. So, like Ziploc bags are dope, but. Like pressing seal, you can just scrap it, wrap your shit up in it. Uh, you know, same thing like with cucumbers, you cut off a slice, you just put the, uh, the pressing seal right on the top of it. Super convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, because usually, um, like Ziploc bags and stuff don't make stuff breathable. Like, you can't, the, uh, the vegetables and stuff don't breathe. So, but like, cling wrap is just for like, um, when I'm, Beating um, the chicken, like making the chicken cutlet, or um, man, I don't use it to cover anything though. Yeah, well, the point box was uh, presented to the class was: is it just something in life that you just no matter what can't get right? Mm, yeah. In his case, it was cling film, and I had to co-sign that shit. I I, I don't even buy that shit because I'm so bad at it. 
Yeah, like um, I I can agree with that. One thing, no matter what I do, it don't never turn out turn out terrible. But I'm mm. not very good at I, I okay. I don't like making fried chicken on the bone. Okay, like I can make a pretty yeah. I can make a pretty good chicken finger. I can make like excellent fried fish, which is pretty much the same fucking thing. But when it comes to fried chicken, I don't try. I don't know how many different techniques. It just don't never turn out right for me. It can taste great. It can, uh, but it's just never like you would never mistake it for Popeyes or nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's fine. just fine. Like. And, and you and you make enough food that is so beyond fine to have something in your That's repertoire. Not fine. It's fine. It's, it's, it's almost it's like fucking irritating. Like it's yeah. it's like it's one of to me. It just seems like it's like if I'm making like a smothered chicken or something like that, it, it'll turn out great. But just like regular fried chicken on the bone, like chicken wings or even like um, baked fried chicken wings. I made some the other night. Man, marvelous. But just like making some some chicken wings on the bone, fry it just never turns out right. It's like the bane of my existence. Like soon as my partner be like, "Hey, can you make some chicken wings?" I'm like, "Oh fuck, I hate making chicken <laughs> wings, or I hate making fried chicken." Now here's the deal: Have you ever just like just randomly hit it out no. the park and been and been unable to repeat no. that? I've made it. I've so, made it times better than others, or I've made yeah. it like. Where it's like, okay, well, this time um, I didn't, I didn't, I don't never shit to bed, but I've never made it where I'm just like, man, you really did your thing tonight. Maybe. So I have, I have managed to once like just knock it out the park that I can recall. Like, wow, that really worked itself out. Everything seemed to be seasoned properly and taste good, and everything was for it was cooked to the bone. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Now again, you know, you come out be like. I see a little string or something. I'm like, damn it, that didn't cook all the way through. You yeah. feel me? And so, I, um, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm with you, and I hear you, and I don't know, man. It's just, it's just maybe the stove or some shit or whatever, Brad. But yeah, there, yeah, same again on that one too. I, I, I can write off that I'm in the similar boat as my brothers here. So yeah, and like I said, I'm, I've made some things where it's like, man. I, I feel like every time I make biscuits, I make them better every, almost every time. Like, I'm getting better and better at making biscuits. Um, yeah. Like, it might seem like a simple thing, but, like, I'm good, good at not fucking up pancakes. And and I'll have four in the skillet. Like, Man, I, I, be, I made pancakes two Sundays ago, and I fucked it up bad to the oh, point no. where, like, so I, I, I'll explain what happened. So... For Christmas, I got two griddles. Um, one's mm-hmm. more of a cast iron flat one, and then the other one's kind of more of like a long pan where it's got like a raised lid on it, and it's like a non-stick or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when I made pancakes before this, I had used just the little tiny frying pan to make them like one by one, like the just normal size pancakes. So I made like the batter, uh, and I was like, well, shit, I got this giant-ass griddle. Let me just pour all the pancake batter into this bitch and see what happens. So I put it in, and I had the heat all fucking wrong, and it wasn't cooking it right. 
And then I didn't take into account the fact that I wasn't going to be able to flip the whole thing. Mm. So, so I ended up cutting it into pieces like a fucking sheet pizza and yeah. then trying to flip it. And it was breaking all up. So what I ended up doing was cooking pancakes like you would see the people in the food court make the chicken teriyaki where they dump it out on the griddle and then they break it up into pieces and are chopping and shit. I didn't have pancake like flat pancakes. I had pancake chicken teriyaki where it was like chunks of pancake that I just poured syrup onto. You had pancake. Uh, you had just pancake you had, scramble. Yeah, I had. Uh, you had scramble pancakes. You had scramble exactly. pancakes. And when I when I first learned how to make pancakes, scramble pancakes is all is all like it. I can muster. Now you know what you did wrong, so you know yeah. what you got to do to fix it. That's not that's 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 whatever. Like Ant said, I don't miss with pancakes. I know what I'm doing. I it was the second thing I learned how to cook after eggs, so I've been doing it for a good, probably almost forty years at this point on the real. So <laughs> I've been at it for a very long time. I can I can cook pancakes, but you know what box I've never been able to do ever. I have never beaten Super Mario Brothers. Like the mm. original first game? Yeah. Hmm. Cannot. Cannot. Play it pretty regular still in life still. I will pull it up and be like, it's the one. It's the time. Let's go. And it's like, I never can get past. Uh, if you do the warp pipe, what does it take you to? That is, it takes you to five one, I think. I think it's two, three, four. I can never. And there's another warp somewhere around there too. So I can I can do I can use I can usually get off a couple of warps and I can never get no further than like five two. Mm. And then I get frustrated. I'm like, fuck this. And I just never, ever. Nope. Have, so I have Have I, you ever did that one trick? I think it's on board three. If you keep on hitting the um the shell against the the, the steps, that you get like unlimited lives. Rob was, Rob was talking about that on Blackout Tips the other day, and I was like, I, I just I felt seen as fuck. You know what I'm saying? I like because I know what it is to be a, a pretty good gamer, but not be able to do that, which seems itself to be the most basic of games. But it's like it's not. Nah, it's man, not the most just, basic games. I have yeah. never got past. Like I can, I'm I suck at Mario. I got the little. Um, matter of fact, Emery was playing with it in the car today. I got the little um, yeah. like red and gold um, clock. Like, yeah. um, like I, I I'll play with that. I'll get to board, man. Shit, I, I could be the second board. Am I gonna stay big? Uh, uh-uh. uh. Nope, I ain't gonna stay big. Am I gonna <laughs> keep firepower? Nope, definitely not. Um, yeah. my partner, she is fucking magnificent at Mario. Like she, like she loves to play it and stuff. I'm just not good at Mario. Like, can I play Streets of Rage um two and three and four? Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I never, I never really played the original like Mario games. The first one I ever played was uh, Mario sixty four. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's one of the ones where it's like I, I, I regularly can go through. I have gone through and beaten some games that people are like, "Yo, that's a real challenging game," and they're like, "Oh, I didn't know, but thank you." <laughs> but that OG classic, man. It just and it just it's just me. It's probably me being impatient. It's probably where I where where I a uh, different style of gamer. I like say like my kids will tell you like my especially my youngest like hates playing stealth games because they are impatient and they don't know they don't they don't like waiting what they need to do to pull off you know stealth maneuvers. And I stuff have a balance maneuvers. when it comes to that. So they like, go I'm, wild all the goddamn time. 
I'm okay sometimes with some stealth, but I hate, like, I try to play games where you're, like, a, a fucking spy or, like, an assassin or something like that. Like, I remember trying to play Splinter Cell back in the day on Xbox, and I'm just like, I can't do this. I, I can't do these games where I got to duck under a box and then assassinate a guy so he doesn't alert the other guards. And I'm just like, I can't do this. Whereas, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of one of my favorite little genres, you know what I'm saying? Like uh hitman word of assassination. Now that's hitman one, two and three. The most recent hitman's one, two and three are now one thing, one singular thing. And so they call it hitman word of assassination. And so murking people, hiding the bodies, you know, in like uh the whatever, making sure things don't get seen, making sure I don't get seen, eat that shit up. Especially when I do it like perfect, perfect, where I've never seen. Uh Dishonor, one of my favorite video games. Dishonor 2, my actual favorite video games, but Dishonor being a, a, one of my favorite series of video games. You have to do a run of what's called a ghost run to get all the achievements in that game. And the ghost run in that game is to, of course, never be seen. And, and that, either, that either means not killing anybody, which I've done before, it's a pacifist run, or killing everybody, but never getting caught. <laughs> and I've done that as well. Like I said, that's, like I said that's, it's my favorite game, so that's why I was like, I, 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 can, uh, I can get... So it's like, it's so funny that I can do some of those things. I have achievement, and there's, there's an achievement for a, a game, uh, Mirror's Edge. And the achievement is to get through that whole game without using a gun. There's one point in the game that you have to use a gun, and that is you're going to shoot the, an engine block on a truck, but you're not going to kill anybody. You're just going to stop the truck from grinding. That's the only time you can use a gun in that game. I got that the first time I played through that game. And it's like, like I nothing to it. But people are like, man, it's one of the craziest achievements ever. I'm like, it just didn't seem like it to me at the time. It still doesn't even now that I think about it to this day because that game is very much about running, jumping, and hiding. So it's like, I don't understand what, what people were doing. What, what, so, what was that on? What Nintendo game was, uh, system was that on? Mirror's yeah. Edge? No, that's a, I played it on 360. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 360 and PlayStation 3. It was what that was all. So, but it's my shit. <laughs> I, 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 that's the game I got a 364. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I had a, I had had a regular Xbox, but Mirror's Edge, when I saw, like, you know, speak of it, talk of it, I was like, that game looks amazing. I need to get me a 360. And uh, uh, my ex wife's uncle caught me a 360. And was just like, that's just a Christmas present. He hooked me up. That's twice now. I man, that man that hooked me up with a video game console. So one time for my man Ray for looking out for your man. So uh, when, when he couldn't look out for himself. So, but man, I remember my wife being super mad about that. Like, what the fuck? I didn't do it. It's like, how you be mad at me for that shit? <laughs> was she mad because but, she was going to buy you one or she was just mad? No, no, I think she's mad about me play, having uh, these consoles. She was never too, too. She was okay with me playing video games. She was not gung ho about me playing video games. So that just is what it is. Where she here? She I don't know how happy she'd be that I made my children into gamers, <laughs> both of them at like high level shit. It's like, hey, <laughs> like I can't help it. It is what I. It is what it is. My hobby, oh choice, and I'm and I'm. And uh, our babies are very good at it now. So, <laughs> like Xander is, uh, if if he were so inclined and really just wanted to do it, it's a couple games. I'm like, you can go pro on that. You he plays it at such a high level that I'm just like, you'd be the illest. He was all, all try, He was very nearly, uh, and definitely is in like top ten of of, of speed runs on Soul Calibur on Dreamcast. Oh, wow. Because he just got the itch one day. Was like, I'm about to do this. I'm about to get real good at this, and he did. 
And so that's just like that's just a way that that, that has uh, worked itself out. But yeah, that that is one of the things for box. No matter what I do, I cannot do it. It is the cling wrap of my video game collection. If I beat, I don't do New Year's resolutions, and at this point, we are the, in the second month of this new year. But I should, I should really put it on myself to try and complete uh, OG Mario. Uh, 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 OG Mario, because I beat both of Mario's Land one and two on Game Boy. And so it's like, it's not like I can't play Mario games, but also certainly on Mario Land 2, I, I beat that on my analog pocket. And that was me save scumming because you could have, uh, you could just save shit and be like, all right, I'm starting I'm start literally from right here. So it's not me actually having to worry about dying or losing lives because I can always be like, I'm going to start here again. Every time I got a little further, I would just save it again. Anyway, I'm like, okay, I'm further. That way I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, this is where I'm at. They, so. And they say it was a hack. If you push like star and, and A, it'll take you back to where you were. That's been there forever. That's not even a hack. I mean, yeah, I can get, I can get back to, it, it takes you back to the first world that you were in. So if I was in world five, two, yeah. if I died, I can go back to world five by just holding like A or B or whatever at the, at the, at the start screen. So. But that's that's most of the way through. You know, it's a, it's eight eight three or no eight four is like the last level. So it's like that's most of the way through the game. Yeah, I don't know. Did you believe that the Mavericks are blowing it? Oh wow! They're offering me ninety six dollars to cash out right now, but the Mavericks lead is it's down to four with fifty seven seconds left. So how much? So. <laughs> How much more is that? Um, how much did you bet? I bet ten dollars. If I win the bet, it's one hundred and twenty-three, so I'd I'd gain ninety-seven. But if I cash out now, I go plus eighty-seven, and I don't have to risk this Mavericks blowing this lead. There's fifty-seven seconds to go. I don't think they're gonna blow it in fifty-seven seconds. Fifty point one. They're up by four, which is just a, a three point. Somebody just got fouled. You know what I'm saying? Uh, double personal foul. What the fuck does that mean? Oh no! Uh, cancel each other out. Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Mr. Shot. Larry Nance rebound. Nance rebound. <laughs> oh shit! They gonna run down and just drop a triple on it. You know they are. Uh, <laughs> Mavericks got the rebound, and someone on the Pelicans fouled. Okay. Hold for down to 24, 21 seconds left. 21.6 seconds is what I got on, on my clock here, bro. We're gonna we, we're gonna do this live, people. <laughs> I'd like to see if boxing's gonna pull this off. So I know because I'm so tempted to like to like take it, but it's so close to like just saying fuck it that I'm just like ah let it ride. Cause like the Warriors Nuggets game was the other one that like I need, and the Nuggets are up. Uh, 14 with like 42 seconds in the third. Third, yeah. Or they're up 12 now, but yeah, this it looks like they stopped playing Luca. Like maybe he's on a minutes restriction or something. Hmm. He, apparently he was a, he he t- he took a, a a shot on a on a dunk attempt, so he got he got a hard foul trying to boom the ball. Ah. So they might have just like set his little butt down. Okay, so you can't be. The Mavericks inbounded the ball, ran five seconds off the clock, and then the Pelicans followed again. 
It's 109, 104 now. So somebody shooting free throws. Reggie Bullock. All right. 98.6% chance that the uh the uh the Mavs pull this out, according to the old stack tracker here. So this is what I like I uh, love miss, and hate. Miss miss a second miss a second free throw. Oh Jesus. Pels took a timeout. They are down by five points right now with 15.6 seconds left in this game. Again, people, we're doing it live. I'm not going to stop until this is until we know if this box has succeeded at this point. Can't stop. Won't stop. Won't uh-uh. stop. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So this is, <laughs> but what we're doing right now is what I found to be the most fun aspect of sports betting is it, when it brings people together. Like, I have an entire group chat of people uh, that we, this is what we do like every night. We just fucking bet on games. We show each other what we bet on. And then we just collectively root for each other to succeed. That's dope. I feel it. The percentage dropped down to 94.3 with that damn uh, Pelicans timeout. God damn. <laughs> All he had to do is hit both his free throws. I'm not surprised. Cause every time I've ever we seen that dude see. shoot, he misses. Like, I know who that guy is, and it's like, I don't think I've ever seen him make a shot. Well, he made, he made one of those, too. So, there you go. <laughs> I didn't see it. You are I read the text on the page, but I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, it's very exciting. See, this people. is what makes this fun. Like... <sighs> It's the, it's the nerve-wracking part about it, too, because you know what? like this bet involved me picking six games correctly. There were no spreads involved. Yeah. I literally had to pick six winners just straight up. And right now, I'm four for four. This would make five for five. And the other game I need is a 16-point lead going into the fourth. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But it's also going it's 16-point lead going to fourth against one of the greatest shooting teams to ever exist. So Yeah. <laughs> It's like that's the one you still got to worry about, no matter what. Brandon uh, makes a fourteen foot step back jump shot. One hundred six, one hundred nine, six point six seconds Mavericks left. Call timeout. Three point lead in the ball. Oh yeah, because they, they, they can take it at half court, right? They can inbound from yeah, half they court can, with that. They with should that be able to about, advance the ball. Man, yeah, so so it's a uh, delight. While, while we're waiting on this timeout. <laughs> I, I have to say I uh, I forgot to watch the movie on Netflix with, uh, with Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy and all them, but I will do that this weekend because mm. uh, there's no football this weekend, so I have some time this weekend to uh, to do that. And then I obviously don't have HBO, so I am not current on uh, The Last of Us, but they are yeah. pr- they are like promoing the hell out of that show. And like they're not they're not shy about like telling people who who people are and what's going on either because I'm watching this commercial and they're just like oh there's this girl and she has a disease but don't tell the people you have the disease and then they're like showing like all these monsters or the people and, and all this stuff and I'm just like damn just just everything's out here huh yeah but I mean that game is that game that game is what is that ten years old thirteen years old. How does that game? About that, and it's like three generations of games back. Like it was on yeah. what on PlayStation Three, PlayStation Three. Yeah, yeah. So it's like 
at this point, it's one of those situations where you're like, it's like the books. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if it were this Game of Thrones, these books have been here for a very long time. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't know, if you don't know, that's kind of what makes it interesting. And what's even better, I mean, and, and I mean, this is us getting into entertainment, so I can't help ourselves. Anthony and I do know, and they still manage to surprise us, which is the most fascinating part of it. And surprise in a good way. I've yet to get something happening. I'm like, they fucked that up. Yeah. They have they have taken they have taken from the game and said we could do that better in this television show and they have done it better twice now where they have differed uh, from the game greatly you know what I'm saying yeah me, me and T was just talking about this the other night how I was like it's three levels to this in my opinion it's like they are filling in blanks to like certain situations that weren't explained in the show but then. In the game. I mean, I'm sorry, in the game. Then they have, like, all new content for not only the people who played the game, but to people who are watching, they don't know. Like, all this stuff is different. It's just like a they, – it seems like they took what The Walking Dead did. It was like, we're going to do that a little bit, but we're going to make it so that it's a nicer um, – that's a better story, but when we're doing it, well, boy, I, well, have yeah. you have you talked to anybody who's who hates it yet? No, everybody who who has watched it and have spoken to have enjoyed it. What just came, like I said, I watched that episode this past Sunday, and I was like, "Ooh, the internet gonna be mad about this" because I know how the internet get mm-hmm. down. And I hadn't really seen takes personal foul. Two point four seconds left. So who's shooting free throws? Makes one of two. <laughs> Spencer didn't witty. Thusly increasing the their odds of winning to ninety nine point five. I was so nervous because the time moved and then it moved again and it didn't say what happened. Yeah, <laughs> and I was watching the bet on, on the sportsbook <laughs> app and it dropped from one hundred and thirteen dollar offer cash out to one hundred and five. And I was like, "What the hell happened?" He made both free throws, so odds of winning are now ninety nine point zero because they they would need to drop five points in two point four seconds. Which is not impossible, which is not so the payout likely. on the bet is one hundred twenty three dollars and fifty seven cents. They're currently offering me to yeah. cash it out at one hundred seventeen dollars and sixty nine cents. <sighs> You'd love to see it. Take their money, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but then next is, of course, uh, the people who are just watching the mm-hmm. show, who are just like blind to all of it, like you were saying. And then it's like, you know, say like like Ant was saying, it's it's, it's the, the he's and I of the world is like, well, this is crazy. Damn, what a way to do that, you know? Yeah, like they're, they're the little changes they're making, I'm not I'm not hating them. Um I love the like yeah. um the extending when they where they can, because this was the first um episode where it wasn't like not necessarily like a cold open, but a a, a fill in the blanks opening. Well, and yeah, what yeah. made that interesting since they didn't do that for the uh, open the code opening, they did it for the whole episode. Yeah, the whole episode ended up being a, 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 an amazing flashback. Oh, well, most of the yeah. episode, not the whole episode, and and that's just <laughs> it's so well done. Uh, <laughs> somebody on the internet was talking about how their daddy was mad. Was like he wasn't gay in the game. It's like he certainly was. They didn't make a a big fluff, a big deal about it. 
but he definitely was. Misses the shot, 2.0, and the Mavs win. So that one's off the list now, so too. So we're just Box. down to the Nuggets well done, and sir. Warriors. And currently, the, the they're up uh, 16 8.43 so. left. Sorry, Nick oh, J, but I need your that boys to go down. down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he he wasn't he was in the game, and then on top, like it, it was really subtle. They really didn't say anything, but when they got away from him, um, Ellie has stole one of his dude mags from his um from his um one of his places. Yeah, collection. Yeah. So I was talking to talking to Lee about this the other day, and he said that he gave Bill he gave Bill a letter, and I'm like, what? Ne- never. I've never went, you know, because you got the option to keep that letter mm-hmm. away from him. I didn't, I never gave him that letter. He would never know that Frank felt that way about him in that game. Because <laughs> that letter is fucked up. Frank is mean as fucking shitty for no reason. And I like that they corrected that seemingly mm. in the show. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know so, you, you could not give him the letter. Yes, you cannot give him the letter. It pops up as an option in there and so forth. And I never, and I never make him, never let him see the letter. I, the the option I knew is like you can either and I think I just um passed that part uh where Ellie can uh, you can take the picture from Ellie or not take it from her picture of your daughter mm-hmm. yeah man the uh the Cavs coach uh quote we don't have guys who start shit and we don't have guys who run from shit. Uh, <laughs> hey. Also, buy some cookies. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was uh, interesting. <laughs> oh shit! That was that. That had that was okay. Couple things that were trending on Twitter today that made me laugh. That, that crumble cookies was trending, of course, because Bickerstaff saying that, saying go buy some damn cookies. But also, hard R was trending on Twitter. Oh wow! Today, right. And motherfuckers is like, at the start of Black History Month, this is going on hard R trending. Hard R is trending because Insomniac announced that they believe they're going to have their Wolverine game out at the end of 2024, and they're going to go for a hard R style rating <coughs> for the video <laughs> game. So Jeff Jeff Grubb from Giant Bomb lives out in Westlake. Just in case you're not, I mean, I'm not saying he actually lives in Westlake, but he lives in that general direction. He's he lives in Ohio now. Uh, on his show this morning, announced that they said they they're going for a hard R. So hard R was trendy because this video game is going for a hard R and a mature rating in their video mm-hmm. game. But motherfuckers was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh my so god. So when is that game actually going to come out because it's been pushed a few times, right? No, no, they no. They just announced it last year and, and and they are of the of the gumption that they think they can get it out at the end of next mm. year. Disagree. But 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 you know what? Let me give it up so Insomniac has not missed a a, a, a due date in 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 very recent history. They they if they say they're going to get it done that time. They seem to know what they're doing and have to have the uh, the the staff to do what they to do what they said. So we shall see. <laughs> Miles, uh, well, not Miles, but Spider Man Two comes out this year at the end of this year. They they've already said that, so I'm pretty hyped off of that because it's Miles and Peter together in mm-hmm. one game. So I'm very excited for that. 
But again, we'll see how this all plays itself out. Uh, right. You got your learn. Let's get back. Did on you got that. your learn from um from TikTok? Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's, let's get let's get let's get it all lined up, people. Uh, I, I I was not going to give you a things I learned on TikTok this week because I was like, oh nah, nothing nothing really uh. Uh, you know, tickle my pickle this week, and then all of a sudden today, something hit me, and I was like, "Bitch, are you for real?" So unlike last time, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna play you the TikTok, though the link to it will be in the show notes. So don't don't worry about that screen, but you can at least hear it right now. And then we're gonna delve into this. Share audio. Make sure that pops up. All right. And uh, let me know. Well, I, I, if I know if I can see it, then you should be able to hear it. So let me unmute it and I'll just push play. What's something you learned that absolutely blew your freaking mind? The Egyptian pyramids at Giza are so old that when the Romans discovered them, the pyramids were older to the Romans than the Romans are to us now. The pyramids are so old that when they were there were woolly mammoths still walking around in some places on mm. Earth. Those pyramids are so old. Queen Cleopatra lived closer to the invention of the iPhone or the Internet than she did to the construction of the pyramids. I'm telling you guys, learn your history because the world starts to make sense when you know history. If you don't learn your history, you're never going to understand the world that you live in. And you'll never understand why things are the way they are. Simple. Aliens. The pyramids were here when woolly mammoths were here. Mm. And I was like, get right the fuck out of here. That can't possibly be true. And so I went, I had to go looking. You know, I had to go looking because, of course, I'm not going to go. I'm just, I can't take TikTok, TikTok's word for it because you can't just trust the internet, people. But I can go trust research. And so this first article is from uh, Brian Handwork over at National Geographic. Giza Pyramid holds Pharaoh's ancient secrets. The Giza Pyramids, built to endure an eternity, have done just that. The monumental tombs and relics of Egypt's old kingdom era and were constructed some. That's right. The monumental tombs are relics of Egypt's old kingdom era and were constructed some 4,500 years ago. Egypt's pharaohs expected to become gods in the afterlife to prepare for the next world. They erected temples to the gods and massive pyramid tombs for themselves, filled with all the things each ruler would need to guide and sustain himself in the next world. Pharaoh Khufu began the first Giza pyramid project circa 2550 B.C. His Great Pyramid is the largest in Giza and towers some 481 feet above the plateau. It's estimated 2.3 million stone blocks each weigh an average of 2.5 to 15 tons. Again, there's more to that, but uh, but and it, and it will certainly be in your show notes. But I was so I was I was like, yeah, that's wild. But let me what's the what about this mammoth shit? Uh, this article is from uh, was written by Harsh Vardan. This is from uh, RepublicWorld.com, but also have some other sources just in case this one seems wonky. Worry not. Mammoths, other Ice Age cre- creatures lasted even after the construction of Giza Pyramid study. Uh, the woolly mammoths and other Ice Age creatures such as the woolly rhinos roamed the Earth for much longer periods than earlier thought new findings say. 
the woolly mammoths and other ice age creatures. Uh, well, we said that already. Uh, much earlier than thought says, says findings of a 10 year research project, CNN reports. Okay. So we, we also got another source we can bounce to off Republic world. If need to, we can bounce to their uh, initial CNN reporting reports that the creatures coexisted with animal with humans, excuse me, for thousands of years. And researchers were able to pinpoint their era of existence by analyzing hundreds of samples of permafrost and sediment from frozen lakes of Siberia, Alaska, Canada, and Scandinavia. In contrast to the documented evidence, this study has revealed that the mammoths inhabited mainland Siberia 3,900 years ago. That is after the construction of the Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt and the erection of the megaliths of Stonehenge. Previous documents have suggested the woolly giants were wiped away from this planet about 10,000 years ago, and only a few were left in remote islands around Siberia. On the other hand, woolly rhinos are said to have survived for as long as 9,800 years ago in the Arctic, where the pre previous studies claimed their extension to have occurred 14,000 years ago. So basically, for years, we thought to the contrary. We thought these motherfuckers died off way before they yeah. did, and like said, it kind of caught, caught up with itself. I uh, got you another one. This is from uh, historycollection.com. 10 unlikely simultaneous historical events. Now, this is by Khalid Ellison. I'm only going to read the one regarding the pyramid, but like I said, the link is in the show notes. So if you want to read the other nine, you can. And it says, woolly mammoths still existed when the Great Pyramids were being built. Woolly mammoths, such as Manny from the Ice Age animated <laughs> movie franchise, flourished during the Pleistocene epoch. The now extinct pachyderms were roughly the size of modern African elephants with males reaching shoulder heights greater than 11 feet and weighing in at around six tons. Females reached nearly 10 feet at the shoulder, weighed around four tons, and calved newborns that weighed around two, 200 pounds at birth. The furry pachyderms are most commonly associated with the Ice Age. Their shaggy coats compromise of outer layers of long guard hairs atop a shorter undercoat made them well adapted to the harsh winter environments of, fro of the fro of that frozen epoch. Other evolutionary adaptations include short ears and tail to minimize heat loss and frostbite. That enabled them to thrive in the mammoth steppe, the Earth's most extensive biome during the Ice Age, extending from Canada to across Eurasia to Spain and from the Arctic Circle to China. There are one of, they are one of the better-known extinct species to science, Paleontologists have not only discovered complete woolly mammoth fossils, but have also recovered entire frozen carcasses in Alaska and Siberia. Some of those frozen finds were remarkably well-preserved, despite the passage of thousands of years. That enabled scientists to not only recover woolly mammoth fur, skin, flesh, and stomach contents, but also woolly mammoth DNA. Today, scientists are busily reconstructing woolly mammoth DNA and have already made great strides in the efforts as early as 2018, with an eye toward de-extincting the species. It is quite likely that within our lifetime of many, uh, a lifetime of many or perhaps most people alive today, woolly mammoths will once again walk the earth. But when did woolly mammoths actually go extinct? The last ice, ice age ended about 12,000 years ago, circa 9700 BC. It is widely assumed that mammoths must have gone extinct around uh, sometime around then, if not sooner. However, contrary to popular perceptions, Woolly mammoths did not vanish that far back. While no man ever saw a live dinosaur, mankind and its hominid ancestors did share the planet with woolly mammoths for hundreds of thousands of years. Woolly mammoths, in fact, were still around while the ancient Egypts were busy building the Great Pyramids. 
Most woolly mammoths were hunted by humans to extinction and disappeared from the continental mainland of Eurasia and North America between 14,000 and 10,000 years, years ago. The last mainland population in the Kitsuk uh, Peninsula in Siberia vanished about 9650 years ago. However, small populations survived in offshore islands such as St. Paul Island in Alaska, where woolly mammoths ex existed until 5600 years ago. The last known population survived in Wrangell Island in the Arctic Ocean until 4,000 years ago, or roughly 2000 BC. That was well into the era of human civilization and recorded history and centuries after the Great Pyramid of Giza, whose construction concluded around 2560 BC, had been built. And then the last one is from a World Atlas, the, the guys who make maps. Did woolly mammoths still roam the earth, parts of the earth when the Great Pyramids were built? And of course, the answer is yes. It just goes into it. Again, all those links are already in your show notes because I made my show notes already, people. All I got to do is copy and paste <laughs> my hose. But I said that was it was such a fascinating turn of turn of phrase. My man just said, like, yeah, that shit was real. I'm like, bullshit. I need to know. And so I had to know. So that was something I literally today learned on TikTok. And certainly hope you enjoyed it. That was one of the things I I learned not too long ago because um my children were interested in dinosaurs. Not that that animal is a dinosaur, but um, from all the different, you know, over the last seven years, uh, museums I've been going to, I learned that, yeah, those were like one of the, uh, one of the quote unquote prehistoric animals that was closer to our time. Um, yeah. And yeah, I learned that, you know, they, they found some jizz and <laughs> they was going to get beers with it. They were trying to, um, <laughs> They were trying to uh, mate them with uh, with dinosaurs, so not dinosaurs, but uh, with modern elephants. Elephants, so, and yeah, that's crazy yeah. that we could that we could see one of those. I hope it sounds yeah. just like Queen Latifah. <laughs> or Ray Romano oh, is my, oh, my hope. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Dumbra, Dumbra. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is what I learned on uh, on uh, on TikTok this week. But let me give you some uh, uh, of the assholes to get down with. Uh, uh, technically, I have three. One has an update, so that's why it feels like it will feel as uh, like four. Uh, just to double check, uh, the 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 nuggets are up uh, one twenty nine, one thirteen, two oh nine left in the fourth box. Could pull this off, people. Maybe before the show, so like we'll have that information. <laughs> I got a feeling. <laughs> Uh, first up, oh, you know, just in case you didn't know, man, each week we take it to the mean streets of Reddit, to the subreddit, am I the asshole? And we find out if these people are the asshole to the people on Reddit. But we also ask ourselves, are these people assholes? Last week, we disagree with Reddit, like outright. So, you know, it could happen. Doesn't normally happen, but it could it happen. It could happen. First one up here is, am I the asshole for telling my cousin she can't run off to do her own thing when she was late to dinner on my bachelorette Ooh. trip. Is this person an asshole? Mm, I don't know, man. Every time it's something about a about a wedding, uh, that should be gridlocked. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this person is an asshole. I was going to say yes. Reddit agrees with y'all and, and, and has called this person an asshole. Uh, let's discover the why. 
throwaway. This kind of blew up into a bigger thing, and my sister s- said I should post on Emma the Asshole. I'm 30 female, getting married soon, and went to New York for my bachelorette trip recently. There were eight of us, including my cousin uh, Haley, 33 mm-hmm. female, who's one of my bridesmaids. We were only there for a couple of days, and there are a few different things we wanted to do. Also, I didn't ask people to pay for their flight. I Also, I only asked people to pay for their flight and hotel share. I paid for everything else. I made early dinner reservations for everyone on our last night, and we were going somewhere else after. Haley mentioned that day that she wanted to go visit a cemetery to pay her respects. I'm going to leave that. I'm a, there's an edit right here. I'm going to leave the edit B. I'm going to bring you the mm-hmm. edit at the end because that's that, that is what will we'll, we'll, we'll shift minds. I said, okay, but to be back in time for the, to go to dinner, I made the reservations for five and it was already 4.30, but Haley wasn't back at the hotel. A couple of us called, but she didn't pick up and she sent a text saying she was running late and she could and she would meet us at the restaurant. She ended up coming close, coming close to six. This is a four o'clock dinner reservation. So I talked to her later about being so late and managing her time better. Haley made an excuse, but I replied that this wasn't supposed to be a girl's trip. No, this was supposed to be a girl's trip. Not so she could go run off and do her own thing without thinking anyone would thinking of anyone else. She got pretty upset and flew back the next day. No, and we flew back the next day, but she kept quiet. And my sister said she saw her crying. I did text her later, but she left it on scene. My sister thinks I shouldn't have said that to her, but a couple of girls agree. Haley shouldn't have been late. Am I the asshole? Taking just that, just that. Is she an asshole? Yes. I don't think so. Let's change boxes. Mine. Edit. It was to visit her late husband. Who's who? That's what she was visiting at the cemetery. Clearly, she doesn't live in this area anymore, or they don't live in this area, or he was buried far away from her, or whatever, and so forth and so on. So this was her opportunity while she happened to be in the area to go visit and pay her respects. To her very recently late dead. How husband. recently? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, they they get they get into it in the in the uh, in the in the in the scrap here, uh, and like it was it was recent enough to make that that it, what like I said people was kind of on her side first. Then she put that edit in. They was all like, "Get the fuck right out of here." <laughs> So you have one lovely pink uh, comment right here, and it says she was paying respects to her husband she was widowed from. Holy hell, OP! Absolutely, you're the asshole. I can understand that this was if th- that this was your bachelorette, but read the fucking room. It wasn't like she went off to pay respects to a dead celebrity buried nearby. It was literally her husband. Show a bit of compassion and grow the hell up. Yeah, she was probably fucked up after that, like, um. Her, like, not being able to get it together, then, like, oh, yeah, she was crying. Like, what the fuck, OP? (laughs) Okay, Box, Box, let me clarify. He died five years ago. That's that's long enough to where she can make it to dinner. Okay. Like, look, if you know dinner's at five or whatever, four or whatever, 
It was at, it was at five. Yeah, it was, it was at five. Moved. She was supposed to be back at the hotel. If you know all this when you leave, plan your grieving accordingly. He's already been gone for five years. Like, I get it. It's sad. And I'm not knocking someone for being sad and missing a loved one. But it's been five years and you knew. Like, like if someone were to tell me right now, like, say say we hadn't cremated my grandmother. Say we buried her. And I was going to go visit her gravesite. But I know I had to be somewhere this evening. I would be mm-hmm. sad in the moment. But I know that I still have shit to do in my life. And, like, I have somewhere to be. Like... I appreciate the past. I reminisce, say hi, bye to loved ones. I, I get all that, but life does go on, and you ha- you know that you have somewhere to be. Mm-hmm. She was an hour late to a dinner that she probably certainly wasn't going to eat. Nah, you ain't need to, you ain't you ain't need to even put all that. Hey, y'all was going home the next day. All that shit was very unnecessary, and. Uh, no, I disagree with you, and that's okay. We disagree on this one. That's okay. But Reddit don't. Reddit knows I'm right and call this bitch an asshole because that bitch is an asshole. How dare her? It's <laughs> <laughs> one from last week that I, that we didn't get to get a chance to get to, and I, 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 I found it amusing, and Reddit seems to think it's amusing as well. So let's ride out with this. And it's, it's kind of wedding adjacent. <laughs> wedding adjacent. Okay. Am I the asshole? For not giving my newly engaged cousin my grandmother's engagement ring. Hmm. Yet again, I'm gonna say this person is an asshole. For, okay. And not not that I heard anything about this. Anytime it's like you got a, a family heirloom that somebody else gave you, and like obviously, um, Somebody in your else in your family could be using that at the moment. You you gatekeeping, um, you an asshole. I'm gonna go with no, no just to be different. I knew you would. I'll go out on the island. <laughs> so my twenty two female cousin you Becky, twenty two female. Vote D? And, oh, but, uh, and for clarification's sake, yes. as you get into the story, uh, the Nuggets won. I won the bet. Let it rain. We eating good tonight, boys. <laughs> I, I, uh, I nailed all six legs of that parlay all by myself. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Nice. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Uh, so my 22 female cousin, Becky, 22 female, got engaged over New Year's. When Becky's fiance asked my uncle's permission, my uncle offered my grandma's engagement ring. She died when mm-hmm. we were three. Because he thought that he had the ring. The ring had already passed through two generations to get to my grandmother. So he wanted to continue the tradition. The ring wasn't willed to anyone, nor did she verbally say who she wanted the ring to go to, as far as I'm aware. But my uncle thought that he had it because he was the oldest brother. Anyway, it turns out that after my grandmother died, in the process of clearing out her flat and stuff, my dad ended up with her engagement ring and wedding band. Over COVID lockdown, we were having a, a, having a clear out to see what we could donate to charity shops and we found the rings with some of my grandma's other stuff in the attic. 
I paid to have the ring cleaned, replayed it, and had the and, and have the settings checked. I now wear the ring fairly regularly because since starting my career ap- after uni, I've started to wear more jewelry <laughs> because I think it's a simple way of looking more put together and polished. My uncle, aunt, and cousin were both only children. We're both only children, okay? Have been hunting around the house for the rings since late October, and Becky's fiance proposed with some costume jewelry. My parents and I didn't know any of this at the time. Over the weekend, Becky and her engage- had her engagement party. I wore the ring, not thinking much of it because it went, it went with what I was wearing, a green velvet jumpsuit. Of course, Becky and my uncle recognized the ring right away and accused me, accusing my dad of stealing it from under them when my grandma died. He was he was there first and my parents did the majority of the packing because he she lived closer to us and accusing me of wearing it to spite them. Hmm. And and they and and telling me that I ruined the evening and demanded that I give the ring over. I told them, I didn't even know you were looking for the ring. And if you had mentioned it to me or my parents, we could have told you that that we had the ring. I don't want to give her the ring because one, I consider it my ring. It ended up with it ended up with my dad and he gave it to me. Two, I paid for it to be resized, clean, replayed it, settings fixed. Three, it's my most favorite, most worn piece of jewelry because I like how it looks and the sentimental value of it being my grandma's because I don't really remember her. So it helps me feel connected to her. And my grandma expressed no preference to who the ring went to. They argued that Becky should get the ring because she's the daughter of the eldest son. My aunt is the only girl and girl and currently has no children or plan or plans to get married. And Becky got engaged first. So she could get the, should get the ring for that. That is where that wraps up at. Well, I guess I was wrong. Um, they didn't steal it. She um, had the, the ring maintenance and upgraded. So she pretty much paid a purchase price for that ring. It is hers. Um, the the dad just, uh, or the uncle just sounds a little butthurt. Uh, you'll get over it, dude. <laughs> or you won't and nobody's worried about it. <laughs> but you. You didn't help clean the flat, mate. Mike, <laughs> box your opinion. I, I, on I agree matter. with what Anthony said. I mean, it seems pretty clear to me. Yeah. Uh, not the asshole. If he didn't know he didn't have the ring for nineteen years, he doesn't deserve the heirloom. And not not mentioning the missing item to his own brother shows his narcissism. I don't think he used that <laughs> word right for being eldest. Finally, no will. Fighters keepers, sister. Keep wearing it in good faith. Uh, next one beneath that. That's what I was thinking too. They for 19 years didn't realize they didn't have the ring. When you clear someone's house that you love, you remember that items you took and where they are. At least I do anyway. Wouldn't be interested in what what a court would be interested in what a court a court would rule, as the argument would likely be that it's been safely in your dad's possession for years. What was then given to you by your dad, and you invested to have it made to fit you and be restored. I wouldn't be. I would be surprised if the ring was suddenly taken to give to another sibling's daughter, 
who got it just because they got engaged first. So, I mean, like I said, it just goes from there. Reddit did, Reddit did not think this person was an asshole, and uh, neither did I, for that matter. <coughs> like, come on, bro. This, this, y'all some bullshit. I don't know if that makes anybody a narcissist in that situation. Again, I think people have learned that word and they don't know what to, and they don't know what to fucking do with it at this point. Yeah. The two loose lips on the on a narcissist, narcissist is, is the plate. 2021 uh, pomegranate. It's just what it, it's it's just a word everybody wants to call people. Um, yeah. Oh. All right, people. Last one. I remember this one has an update. So the another wedding one. I really just went three for. Sorry. Am I the asshole? Flipping out on my fiance for canceling all the vegan food options from our wedding food menu behind my back. Hmm. Say that one again. Am I the asshole flipping out on my fiance for canceling all the vegan food options from our wedding food for our, from our wedding food menu behind my back? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, she's the asshole, <clears throat> or they're the asshole. I'm going to say yeah, too, because to me, this doesn't seem like a flip out situation, vegan. but yeah. When you put the word vegan in there, it's just uh, kind of spoils the situation. I just feel like flip out is extreme compared to what I would. I'd be annoyed, perturbed, but flip out. Mm. My fiance, 31 male, and I, mm. 25 female, ding, are getting ding, married ding. soon. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't. There wasn't much that we disagreed on during the wedding planning, except for food. Me and my family are vegans. And there are so many reasons that why we chose this lifestyle. And one of them being that we have a history of health issues. My fiance and his family are the complete opposite. They're hardcore meat eaters, which is fine by me, obviously. However, when deciding on the wedding food menu, I wanted to add four or five vegan options. My fiance and his mom objected saying it was a waste of money over food that isn't real food. They also argued that this would be offensive for their guests and suggested my vegan options just be the good old salads and appetizers. His mom wanted cupcakes, LOL. I said no, because for one, it's me and my family who's paying, and two, I want to make my guests feel welcome and not be treated as second-class citizens by being served salad. My fiance made a face and said, isn't that what vegans eat? Hmm. I refused to argue about it and said it was final. The other day, I found out that he had canceled all the vegan options and took them off the menu completely and behind my back. I was seething. I called him at work, but he kept ah! hanging up on me. I went, I went straight to his workplace and confronted him there and just flipped out on him. He was stunned to see me. He at first said it was his mom's ideal, then told me to go home because I was making a scene at the office. The fight continued at home, and he defended himself by saying that I sort of made him resort to this after I kept brushing off his thoughts and input and refusing to accommodate his family. But there were plenty of meat options. Why can't I get four or five vegan options when I'm paying for it? He yelled that it was his wedding too, not my family's. My family said it was fine and they'll figure it out. And I told them, I told and told me to let it go, but I refused. Am I the asshole for putting, for, uh, for putting my foot down on this? 
this is, this is update one. This is update that's in line with this thing. And there's a whole separate update after this update. So his mom messaged me earlier to try to get me to listen to what she had to say after I kept ignoring her phone calls. She spent long walls of text just to address what I did at her son's workplace, calling it all kinds of stuff from immature to unhinge. She then went to explain how she's noticed that me and my family kept acting dismissive of her son's input and contributions to the wedding. She said that she noticed my behavior toward him and her entire family and wanted to speak up earlier and but didn't and tried to keep the peace. She then went on to address the food menu issue and denied her involvement in the cancellation of the vegan options, but that didn't mean she doesn't support her son's decision. Moreover, she thought it was too responsible. It was so, excuse me, she thought it was so responsible for him to make that move because of my continued refusal to see how his stuff, how this stuff is a waste of money. She also pointed out how, how I kept saying I paid for it and said that technically this isn't just my money. It's mine and his because we're getting married. She, she suggested I wisen up and get rid of my money. I paid for it mentality. She finally mentioned how bad this whole situation is making me look. She said that she she and her son had already offered a number of compromises that I chose to brush off and decided to make it my weird heel to die on. She said that not only her son is upset, but she and the family are as, as well after hearing about it and suggested I just agree on the compromise and be done with it. This pissed me off beyond belief. I responded by letting her know that I'm standing my ground on this, even if I have to call the whole wedding off because of it. Because honestly, it's just ridiculous. It is. My mom and dad, they don't even, my mom and dad, they don't even know what to say anymore. Apparently, my fiance saw my response to her. He's with her and is now trying to call me right now. I'm waiting on him to get home and we'll see if he's still insisting on his stance, on the stance he took. I'll update anything worth adding. After we talk, everybody sucks. I disagree. Fuck no. I feel Go like they're this, this, the fiance's family is power playing on this woman over something that really doesn't fucking matter. It, it, like, in that it, it's not affecting their experience in the wedding, their family. Her family has documented need to eat this lifestyle, according to her. And a couple of fucking options for her family. It's it's emerging. Like, you have to accommodate everyone in these lives. And I just don't get why the people who eat meat just don't want to let the people eat fucking vegetables eat fucking vegetables. Like, I'm simplifying the, the menu, but, like, you get the point. Like, why are you trying to take away from them? Just to what end? Like, I will say the one caveat to this is I don't understand why they're getting four or five menu options because I, I every <laughs> wedding I've ever been to has never had more than like chicken, like maybe fish or beef, and like a lasagna. But that's not well, that's not relevant. But, but yeah, maybe uh, yeah. they had, and, and, and the four to five options might be a main, a side. A dessert. Okay, that, that makes sense. So but I was thinking, like, were you going to offer them, like, eggplant parm? And, you know, like, I was like, what, what's the limit here? But, but, they, but can't, they can't have eggplant parm if they're vegan, right? Yeah. 
the, the this notion that it somehow is offensive to have mm-hmm. vegan options. How, Sway? Who's that offending? And I guess if you're offended by food, you probably this is one of those situations where I where in, in normal situations you know I have to be like, do not marry this man. Okay, how about that? Instead of me saying everybody sucks, that's what I more meant that they need to break up. Because correct. This one of the ones where we just where we gotta be trill and be like, Y'all, y'all should like, be together. We get a couple ain't, ain't, ain't nothing ain't, ain't nothing in the world worth a lifetime of not liking somebody else's family. They starting off on the wrong fucking mm-hmm. foot. Please leave this dude. Even if you still like him, like dealing with somebody else's parents that you don't like for a lifetime, it is not worth it. It's plenty of fish in the sea. Please go uh, go have some trouble, baby. Got a couple of pink comments here. One of them says, it's from your little mm. birdie. Not the asshole. And for the love of God, <laughs> don't marry this man. <laughs> Another one says, it's not really about the meat. It's about mm. control. And this was not a glowing dark one, but it made me chuckle. I'm on my knees begging her to see the giant red flags. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But as I told you, there's a... Oh, wait a minute. One more glowing dark comment. I'll give you the, the update. This is from Hold Fast O2 a colorectal mm. surgeon in these uh, Emma the Asshole streets. Cause he's been there. He, he's, he has responded, I guess the 31 uh, post. So he, you know, he's, he's up in the ranks here. Not the asshole. So he one has no clue what vegans actually eat. No interest in learning Two believes having food for your family is offensive to theirs while having no food for your family <laughs> is perfectly fine. Three doesn't respect your input or your money. Four, makes decisions about matters important to you behind your back. Five, either can't stand up to his mom or uses her as his scapegoat. That's a lot of things to really be angry about. Why are you marrying this guy again? Yeah. yeah. So let me give you the update. Update. Am I the asshole for flipping out on my fiance for canceling all the vegan food options and our wedding food behind our back? Blah, 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 blah. Didn't realize how long that title was. <laughs> so... The talk didn't go well. I waited for him to come home so we could have a final conversation about it, but he still insisted on his stance. For more details, his family are a bit on the heavy side. Most of them are obese. Nothing wrong with that. They're perfectly within their right to decide how to live, but they get easily offended at the mention of words, weight, and food. I tried so hard to focus on the issue at hand, but I noticed there was a pattern of behavior. He said it wasn't true and that this was just an attempt for me to throw throw past conflicts at him in order to win the current one. He claimed he tried to reason with me about why and how his guests might see those vegan options as offensive. He also said that his family loved food and consider it a big deal and how he didn't want his family to feel like there are certain options that they couldn't touch and feel that there's differences in how I treat them versus how I treat my family. He then went on to explain how it's just an event and how my family should just accept what's on the menu. And if they felt inconvenienced, so what? It's just a one-time thing. They're not going to die if they had a salad and appetizers. Jesus goddamn, I get mad as I read it. What he said wasn't good. What wasn't good enough reason for me 
because his folks are going to think and say what they want. But at the end of the day, it is my wedding. And to be honest, realizing that my partner himself thinks it's okay to steamroll my opinion, opinions and decisions simply because he's prioritizing others and their opinions over me was really upsetting and not something that could be looked, could be looked past. Normally, I'm a person of rational discussion and compromise. I'm all about compromise. I compromise on much bigger, bigger matters than just food. But like people said, it's not about the food anymore. If it ever was, he'd literally lose nothing if he let me have what I wanted. But apparently he wasn't willing to lose it at all. He, he was willing to lose it all over this, which is fine by me. I gave him back the ring, called everything off. I just couldn't envision myself living in this, living like this any longer. Having to walk on eggshells for his family and letting him basically override my opinions and have the final say no matter what. Marriage is about compromise, and here he has nothing to lose, yet chose to do this to me and my family. Mind you, this is my first serious relationship, and I didn't know what to expect. But it's safe to say that he and his mom and family did not did make it feel like I was taking crazy pills on so many occasions. So that's that. Last thing he he last thing he said was that I chose my family over him and ended everything be, between for the sake of keeping them happy. Decisions have been made and it's done. Just wanted to give an update to those who wanted it. Thank you so much for your endless stream of advice and support. It's made the right call, I think. So thank the maker. Those who are, what's up? That's a good call. Yeah, I was about to say thank the maker that too. That that that, that those who did not uh, become a couple because no. <laughs> yeah, I guess she pointed out. She didn't say fuck your food. She said I'd like more food for my family so they could eat. You can have all the food you want, all anything you want, baby. That's yours on my dime. But I need some vegan options for my vegan family. So I'm not taking anything from you. And in fact, I'm offering more because who knows, somebody from your squad might sample some of this vegan shit and be like, oh, that's hitting. Because it happens. That is a burn the house down situation right there. Damn, I'm glad they broke up. And then I'm going to find out there's like an episode <laughs> of The Office or some shit years from now. And I'm going to talk about it. Get out of the go. I get so worked up. It was Darman and Greg. What'd you say? Darman and Greg. Yeah, much more bloody likely. So that's 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 what that would be. So, but uh, there you go, people. Uh, let me let's let's uh, run you through uh, our entertainment, and we'll we'll. Yeah, uh, I wonder where Jenna this, Elfman uh, is these days. She be on like those procedurals and shit. Now. You know, she was a Scientologist for a while, and I know swore the, uh, that uh, the Scientologist. This is that's a name I haven't thought of in so long. To weed. And I was like, addicted to weed, really? You are not. But that's what she is. She is she has spoke so highly of Scientology for that. But yeah, if you find out what Jen Elf is up to, you let me know. And if she's like still a Scientologist. She did I'd like an to know episode well. of The Twilight Zone in 2020, four episodes of Talking Dead. Uh oh, she was on Fear mm. the Walking Dead. 39 episodes back in it could be still, I don't know. I don't watch Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, she's done some <laughs> random TV shows, oh, like 13 episodes of this, 13 episodes of that, 7 episodes of this, 18 episodes of some other shit. Mm. So, she, so she does, like, minor TV oh, roles here and there, and she's done, like, a 
couple movies in the last 15 years. Uh, three movies in the last 14 years. Hey, she's still active, and that means she still has her SAG card and her insurance, so that's good to know. Good on you, mm. Dharma. Uh, <laughs> in the realm of entertainment, I watched the movie You People. Uh, I've aunt had watched the movie You People. Box has not watched it. He is, intends to watch it uh, by the time we record this again, so we'll give you a little more in-depth uh, discussion about You People next week. But I, I very much enjoyed that movie, and um, uh, I think you might enjoy it too. And if you want to be down with the discussion, give it a watch. And next week, uh, send in your uh, your points of dis- of discourse on it. So we'll we'll go around with that. Uh, I the theater I go to uh, was announced that it was closing, and so Vanessa and I went one last time to to watch a movie there, and got to watch everything everywhere all at once on the big screen. Uh, it was amazing on the big screen. Saw things that I certainly had missed uh, watching on the on the on the television over here, and it was fun. Every and and also every time Did I watched they re-release movie, I it, something or else was it that just still before. in theaters? They hmm. they it's a re-release because the Oscars. So it's it, it's back in theaters again uh, right now. Uh, and I would tell you right now, people, check out everything everywhere all at once. It's a fucking amazing movie. Honest to God, it's one like. Well, it's why it's why it has the most Oscar nominations this year. So it, it, it's not without uh, without evidence to back that up. Sunday, I, I went to go to the old uh, uh, Crocker and saw uh, Avatar: Way of Water IMAX 3D, high frame rate version. If you're wondering, I saw the the, the high frame rate version. Um, that movie is a perfectly pleasant seven of a movie, but in 3D. With all that sound and shit popping, easily in eight and a half, nine. It is, it is gorgeous in ways that that defy expectation and explanation. And you're like, how is this possible? What computers is you using to make this shit? Because the vast, vast, vast majority of that movie is hmm. CG. And basically, yeah, there are humans there, but everything them humans is walking around in ain't there either. And none of it looks that way. It doesn't look like, oh, this, this, that's green. That's clearly green. That's green. None of it looks that way. That shit looks realistic as fuck and real as fuck. And seeing it in 3D is is the way to see it. I, I now wish I could see the original Avatar in 3D because I, I I think little of that movie because I've only seen it on my TV and I just thought it was like, <laughs> really wasn't nothing going on there. But it's probably that you had to see that vision 3D to fully get the get. You should see that movie in 3D. You should see it probably in IMAX or the or your best Dolby Vision. You see that in the in the best way you can see it. The highest quality, highest caliber situation you can see that shit in. Watch it like that. Pay the money, pay your fare, and be taken aback and astounded by that movie because that's how it was. It was just shocking. The movie itself, kind of mediocre. Some of the character, some of the acting, kind of mediocre. But it's the visuals. It is the seeing of that thing. They said they bring they bring back Titanic in 3D, and I'm gonna see that shit in 3D. And I'm actually mm-hmm. hype off of that shit now. It's it's it, it, this is the way people. I'm letting you know. Uh, last episode on HBO, we talked about a little bit ago. Uh, this past Sunday's episode was one of the finest episodes of television I've ever watched in my life. And that, that, that's as a guy uh, that is a pretty big fan of the video game. Not as big a fan as Ant, who plays that like every oh, year at this point. It's paused right but now. I, I, do, I, I very much. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> I very much enjoy that game. And uh, this show is doing. It really is good. And uh, Box, we need to get you some HBO access because it's 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 worth your it's worth your time. Um, the game I talked about last week, High Five Rush, it was a shadow drop from a, from Microsoft event. I finished uh, last night. A nine out of ten game, certainly. Uh, if you have uh, an Xbox uh, Series X or S and or PC and Game Pass, you should play that game. That game is beautiful. So many screen grabs. I kept just hitting the, the damn pitch, take the picture button on that damn Xbox the entire time I played the game because it's so, so, so pretty. Plays amazingly. Sounds amazing. A great game all around. I wish I could get the focus like I needed to. I just, I just see, wow, I just see so Dan's good. face. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you right now, uh, get down with that. And, uh, of course, Marvel Snap. I still play the shit on Marvel Snap because uh, I love that game. There you go. That is what I've been up to, gentlemen. What have y'all been up to in the realms uh, of entertainment? Sports, wrestling. Um, I did watch like an episode and a quarter of that Poker Face show. The, the... I want to see that. That looks yeah, good. Uh, so, Ryan yeah, Johnson. For those who don't know, that Ryan Johnson is the guy who made Knives Out and uh, Glass Onion. And um, so this show stars Natasha Leone. It kind of feels like um, Matlock mixed with Knives Out. Hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of what oh, really? uh, Ryan Johnson described it as. <laughs> so it's neat that you did. Yeah, yeah. So how funny. No, that's dope. I'll, I'll give it a try. More not likely now that you've said that. Did you? Uh, I, I watched Glass Onion. I don't know if I talked about Glass Onion last week. I watched that uh, like a week or so back. Box. I really enjoyed Glass Onion. But then I pulled out my 4K copy of, of Knives Out and rewatched it. And Glass Onion cannot compete. Great. Movie. I like Knives Out better, but I still think Glass Onion's a solid yeah, movie. Not, I just think Knives Out's yeah. better. Yeah. So I would tell you, uh, you you can enjoy them both for very different hmm. reasons. So. Get down with that, people. If you were now uh, Ryan Johnson's, work. I just and I just like Ryan Johnson. I was just about to say, I enjoy the fact that we have someone who's writing compelling, like murder mystery, whodunit, mm-hmm. sleuth type stuff. Like it's a genre that was you know real popular when I was growing up. Like it was a lot of the stuff yeah. that my grandmother watched, and I feel like the world kind of shifted to more of a sci-fi type of Reality. entertainment and. Yeah, now it's like Ryan Johnson's kind of bringing back a little bit of a semi-lost genre. If you don't include things like Law and Order and NCIS and shit like that, like law, and, like cop shows, this is more of a, like a detective kind of whodunit thing. Yeah, do you ever watch Sherlock? BBC Sherlock on that on Netflix? No. Fantastic! One fa- just fantastic. <clears throat> Better to come back. Doctor uh, Doctor Strange is a uh, play Sherlock Holmes and. Uh, your man from the Hobbit uh, uh, plays of Watson, and it's very good. And so it's on Netflix. So I mean, you got it already. You say if you're if you're in, if you're into mystery and filling your your mystery off, check out uh, Sherlock on uh, BBC Sherlock on uh, on Netflix. Very very good. Ant Man, what about um, you, sir? Well, I finished my uh, my book of the week, uh, Quentin Tarantino's Cinema Speculation. It was pre- it was a um, good read. Mm-hmm. 
which led me to watching, um, well, t- searching down some of the movies he mentioned. Um, I was able to find Rolling Thunder on Tubi, which was uh, which was okay. okay. Um, it's funny watching movies from the seventies with unnecessary boobs and butts and blood. Um, <laughs> what, so, and I also watched um, like T. Uh, I, I watched The Last of Us. Um, I watched some reruns of Abbott. Um, I've been playing um, The Last of Us again because I was stuck on this one part, which is like the game's the game's not like really difficult, but there's certain parts that really uh, that really fuck with you. The, the one the part I was not necessarily stuck on, but I had put down the sticks for a minute on was where um, like you and this burning. Um, burnt out restaurant that's burning down and this, you gotta um, ch- uh, pretty much hunt down this dude who's hunting down who, hunting down you inside of this abandoned restaurant and like as you, like when you stab him the first time it gets like harder and harder to find him and he's hunting you down more and more and that shit was getting aggravating and I was just like let's take a, let's take a breather and I put that shit down for at least a month and played and play Streets oh, wow. of Rage every day. But um <laughs> also watch um I think it's called Shrinking on um I wanna watch that. I just I just saw a preview of it on uh tick I know on Twitter yesterday and I was like, how did I not know about yeah. this? It's uh, Bill Lawrence from uh Scrubs and Ted Lasso, uh Seagull. Jason uh Seagull Seagull, you heard? Seagull. Yeah. So I definitely uh Oh yeah, I saw the commercial until- for that the other day. It was okay. Um, I know, like the, my one complaint about it was like, it was it was it was pretty good. I would give it like a, a six and a half or a seven out of ten. Um, I like, I, and I know I haven't watched the second episode, but um, I don't love when you like try to f- fit too much music into it, like a show. Like I don't. That's yeah. all Apple. All the Apple TV uh, shit. They they have this budgets to burn, and so they just they be putting music every which way. I'm like I, so much music I found because it's because of Ted Lasso and uh, that yeah. Maya Rudolph show. Like just a lot of music that I have a playlist for shit like that, and then and, and like I just be like, okay, like, fuck with that. Don't fuck don't, with that. don't try to so. dictate my mood through music. Like chill out a little bit. It's literally I, what it's I for. Understand. Though. But that don't make me like it. Yeah, <laughs> like it just that that shit bug yeah. it like it bugs me like um like I'm able to you know convey my own emotions and like they really like they it was this one part where um it just get on my nerves and it like it like shows like this where it's like how do I say this. I hate what happens to one character like at the like in the first episode. And okay. it pisses me off and when you watch it we'll talk about it then. Okay. But cool. I just watched uh, the most recent I just watched the most recent episode of Abbott uh, earlier today and it was so fucking funny and I like how they are slowly but surely softening up Ava a little bit. Yeah. But in her own way, her very own way. And uh Somebody put a good chunk of an episode of Blackish on TikTok where uh, Junior got his oh, chain yeah. stole. 
And I and I just was like, I don't remember this episode. So I jumped on Hulu and watched that right quick too. So I saw that episode of Blackish today and it was a damn fine episode. So it's very, very good. But that's what's been popping in the realm of entertainment people. And that's uh that is your show for the week. Um you know what the deal is. Most of what you need is right up top. But just just as a reminder, feel free to give us a call at 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. We would certainly love to hear from you. And uh, until we do, that's Tatum 216. Good night. Ching, ching. That's uh, Lunchbox 2099. Never duplicated. Often here. I am uh, Tay Rail 713. We do this every week. We'll see you again next time. You've just been podcasting, and I know you love it. What happened to your ass? It used to be beautiful.